Hey y'all, today's episode of Gay Side Stories will be a complete mess because we're drinking the Rolling Down the River. Rolling down the river, and we're rolling, <laughs> rolling, rolling down the... I feel wrong singing that because my biceps don't look like Angela's did in the movie. Whose does? Hers. <laughs> That's it. Tina didn't even look like look like that. And Tina's in some shape. Listen, still, still at 97 years old, 158, hmm. and just mm. uh, Cicely Tyson had twin birthday parties. Indeed, at two. indeed. Mm-hmm. They and rolled out some dinosaur eggs. I was like, "Oh, that's my cousin." No, remember I had that dream about uh, Cicely Tyson and Morgan Freeman, and they was like riding Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And on that note. <laughs> Welcome to another week of K-Side Stories I am your host Trillificent And I'm your other host Chelshire As always you guys can find more information about us And our show and what we're trying to do At GaySideStories.com um, If you haven't already You can find us on SoundCloud iTunes, Stitcher and Google Music Play yes, Wait yes. Google Play Music Google Sorry. Play Music Shots We had <laughs> shots of rum so mm. Different yeah. kind of rums too like one we of was them test was. Taste, 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 love. Like we was test tasting. <laughs> so anyway, find us on any of those. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and comment. It helps with our visibility and for more people to find us. And share. Because sharing is caring. It is. It is. And we love you for that. We love you for all of it, actually. Yes. Thank you guys for sticking with us. We are on episode 10. 10. Bitch, 10? Really? We've been doing this 10 weeks in a row? Listen, we in a row. In a row. I was talking to, when we were talking before we started recording, I told Chelsea, I said, this is the most consistent we've ever been at anything. Literally anything. anything except like, for our friendship. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> that just goes natural. Trash. All right, let's move on. Um, this week on Trill Minds, I saw a story and it was, uh, it was interesting. It said... Yeah. New Mexico may become the seventh state to ban LGBT conversion therapy. Right. So what the article said was it said Senate Bill 121, which is part of their Unfair Practice Act. It may be amended to ban healthcare professionals from trying to change a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. Basically trying to make a gay person not be gay anymore, because I know y'all not doing it to straight people. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, New Jersey, California, Oregon, Illinois, New York, and Vermont all have similar policies. Mm, of um, and it said the bill's house sponsor, Representative Andres Romero, said that he had heard from his constituents concerning the bill, and they were worried that it would infringe on their faith. So to that, he said, people can talk about their religion, but they cannot use their religion to try to actively change who someone fundamentally is. So I have a couple of thoughts about this. First of all, I am sick and tired. I am tired and I am sick. Come on with it. Of Christians Mm -hmm. always trying to say that something somehow is impeding their right to their religion, Mm -hmm. but it's only when it comes, when a marginalized group is trying to fight for their rights, then they come to, oh, y'all, y'all trying to oppress us. Nobody is oppressing Christians. Nobody. You are doing the oppressing. But that's. You know, so it, it, every time gay people stand up and say, hey, we want rights to, oh, y'all infringing on our rights. I should be able to refuse service from you to, to you. Like that vine. 
God hates facts. God hates facts. Knew that lady. She yeah. spawned the fuck out of that. I can't even lie. Hate Risa. The white version. The white Risa. version. <laughs> that bitch hit that note. And my other thing with that is leave children alone. Because this is really aimed at children. Mm. Um, and I was reading an article, and the article, you know, and my little write up will be on, on the True Minds blog on the website. Excuse me. A man was saying, oh, well, you know, I should be able to to use this therapy, you know, with my kid. And it's just like, sir, that is a child. Like, why would you put your child through that? Right. He's like, oh, we should be able to choose between regular therapy and conversion therapy. Those are two complete. What are you even talking talking about? about? You know, and I was like, that's what you hate. With your pissy ass. You hate. Gay people so much that you would Probably rather put your child through hell. They just love, themselves. just love your children. Let these children be who they are. Children, they have not figured it out they yet. Sure most, children, most children, every I won't say always because some some kids know, but most children are just trying to figure it out. They don't right. know what they're doing. They don't even know what they're what it means. And you trying to throw them in these conversion camps and all this other book. Leave these kids alone. We already kids, and I'm talking about we, and we 30, we have enough to deal with. I can only imagine what, what the children gotta, have to do with. Remember how it was as a, as a child? Bitch. But I'm thinking about the state of things, the economy, right. all these Everything. articles about how millennials this and millennials that. So imagine what it's going to be like for the children, mm-hmm. for the children, children. Right. What is it going to be like when they're our age? Right. Leave these kids alone. They so have they enough to, to deal problems. With. Right. Oh, so that was that. Again, you guys check that out on the website. Uh, Click on if you have any thoughts, you know, tweet them to me or anything like that. Send them to the the email. All right. So for our 10th show, I've decided that our topic is going to be, it's actually a mishmash. I was going to make it the coming out episode. But before we do that. What is your school in life oh. for the week, bitch? <laughs> you know, we got a whole other segment. I forgot. <laughs> I we might have to move the school in life to before the drill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my school in life this week. Sorry, y'all. I, mm, yeah. Mm. What is my school in life? Okay, so this week, this week has been kind of a, um, it's been kind of a difficult week. You know, uh, one of my best friends is dealing with uh, a loss. Mm-hmm. And a host of other things. So just, just you know, thinking about that and and trying to be there for her, mm-hmm. and really just you know stuff. It is such it was such a sudden loss, and so it really is. You start thinking and you start, you know, just right, ha- right. You know, you just start feeling away. Because my friend across from me takes me one day out of the blue and it's like I love you friend and I know my friend he does not He does text me telling me he loves me all the time because we love each other we're friends mm-hmm. but I know if he just texts me out the blue saying I love you friend something happened right because you, when tell I, your friends you love it right tell Except people, for, unless your friend is Camelia you just tell her shut up because <laughs> <laughs> she I already know I love her to death so you know just trying to be there for her through the things that she's going through and then you know it was just, and the person that passed, like I wasn't like a close friend of there, but I, I had met her. I know her. Mm-hmm. I knew her and I knew what she meant to right. my friends. Right. So, you know, I kind of was 
just I was in a weird place because it was just like I just mm-hmm. felt like whatever I had reserved for myself, I needed to make it available for my friend. Mm-hmm. And so it was. It's been that kind of week. And outside of that, you know, I've been playing Sims Four. <laughs> um, that game is such trash. I need to get the Sims Four. Maybe listen. Maybe I was not. I want a Nintendo Switch. I think I might buy one. I think I saw somewhere with someone saying they trash, but we'll have to talk but, about that. But you know how I am with Zelda, so I know how you are with Zelda and, and Nintendo, and it just yeah, that just fits with me. So I was playing. I was playing. Let me tell you, I was playing Sims Four, and I have this gay couple, and the gay couple actually kind of ties into the next part of my school in life. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, we'll have my little gay couple. We're going to go out to eat with our friends. And the, let me tell you, because when the people die in The Sims 4, mm-hmm. the camera zooms to them and it forces you to watch. Them die? To watch them die. Oh, no. And so my camera zoomed and I was like, here we go. But then it zoomed again. And then it zoomed again. And so then it zoomed again. Died, like, Four people in the restaurant died at one time. <laughs> Three of the waiters. Bad? They, it was just their time to go oh, wow. <laughs> because they do this thing. The camera zooms on them and then they start waving to heaven, I guess. Okay. And I was like, here we fucking go Four, And then I looked and I started panning around. It was four mm. of them bitches on the ground. Oh, wow. Three of the waiters and one of the cooks. Mm. So then it takes forever for the Grim Reaper to come because he got to show up mm. and then he got to check his list and he got to check it fucking twice. Come on, Santa. And then Santa he got Reaper. to, you know, then he reaps them. So it took forever for him to do that. <laughs> but not only, and they force your Sims to watch. Like, you can't cancel it and go do something else. You have to watch the people the die and be reaped. And I was like, this is extra. Four people? And Four so then after he was done, and I put all the urns on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> not on the bar. <laughs> on the bar. Yeah, so sure. then, you would do it in real life. No, I wouldn't. I don't like urns. I don't like that. <laughs> Um, so then the Grim Reaper, he starts talking to the waiter like, hey, what's up, I dude? saw How that you video doing? you posted. I was like, I was what the hell? He was like, oh, I guess he off work. He went to talk at the bar and have him a motherfucking drink. And uh, I've also been reading Harry Potter. I'm, you know, getting back into reading, and I don't know what it was. I think it was uh, someone I follow on Twitter that just made me want to reread the series. And then the other thing is i really been thinking about what it is that I want to do next creatively. Mm-hmm. Um so I've been doing some soul searching there. I'm going to leave it there for now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it just yet on the no show. Problem. No problem. But uh, we talked a little bit about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm chill sure I know. So you guys yeah. will know eventually. But right now I'm still in the in the phase of trying to work it out. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, what is your school in life that I forgot about this whole segment? So my <laughs> school in life this week, y'all, I have been dog motherfucking tired. Like, I've Talk been about Marcus it. tired. My dog name is Marcus, if y'all don't know, because you ain't listening. His dog's name is Asterisk I-S. That's Mark is, just so you know. I think you're the only person who calls that symbol a Mark. Well, I couldn't find another symbol that I could use for a <laughs> Mark, so I used the asterisk for the Mark. Mm. But I've been working. Whenever I see his name, I feel like okay. Let me look for the footnote. Like, what? <laughs> like what are you? What are you? What are you fixing? What's the what's what the issue? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's a sweet dog, though. I've been working five hours of overtime every day this week because I in my next paycheck is supposed to be with my bonus check, so I want to get like maximize my. Overtime, so my next check will have 42 hours of overtime plus my bonus and my regular pay. So I'm like really excited for two weeks to pass. 
Anyway, so I've been really dog tired. Like, I've already been dealing with my tooth, so I've been taking pain pills all day. And then I come home, and, like, my body has been like, bitch, you are too old for this shit. You need to come home and go to sleep. You need to play with your dog. You need to eat. You need to cook. And I've been eating, like, bullshit and um, coming home, and, like, I'm, like, tired. I've been going to bed at 9 o'clock and waking up at 6 o'clock and going to work from 6.55 to 7.55 p.m. Monday through Friday. Every day this week, I've been at work, so I've been dog tired. And then when I'm at work, I do my coloring still. That's 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 been my schooling life this week. It's been work, sleep, color. Color, sleep, work. <laughs> sleep, color, work. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it like... <laughs> I'm just trying to think like what element of that is helping you get through the week. Like you're doing what you got to do. What well, sleep has do. been helping me? Cause I've been oh, like, we all sleep. What? Well, no, I've been getting extra sleep. Cause I don't sleep that long. Like I've been sleeping at nine o'clock, waking up at six o'clock, and then I'll be at work and I'll be halfway asleep, and then my body has been tired. So like this weekend, I just been sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I've been knocked the fuck out. I've been in that bed. I've been on this couch. I've been knocked the fuck out. Okay. Because sometimes your body just needs a little rest. Yes. And all of that. Um, Why you sleep? I grind. Okay. Fuck that. I be sleep while you grind. I refuse to believe anybody is grinding grinding successfully off of no sleep. I'll sleep when I'm dead. No, actually, you'll be dead Dead when when you're dead. Dead Dead ass bitch. I know they say sleep is the cousin of death, but it is cousin. It is not the same thing. (laughs) 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 I need you. In the words of the of Crystal, <laughs> words mean things. Death is death, and sleep is sleep. Sleep right. is important to your health. Right. It really is. It really is. Like, I can say for myself, like, when I don't get sleep, I instantly get sick. My right. body does not play that shit. Like, My if body I... has been under the weather. Exactly. You've been, you've been like, what you been over there doing, bitch? I've been aching and painting and painting and aching and everything's been hurting. <laughs> aching. Aiken. <laughs> <Clay> Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you guys um, can always send your school and lives to the thegayslastories.com or you can send us a good old email at gayslastories at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love reading them. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just move on. (laughs) This first part of the show, I don't know what the hell happened. (laughs) It's been a mess. It's been a complete mess because we've been drinking the rolling down the river. Right. And I'm (laughs) shocked. Actually, I dedicated that drink to my cousin because his middle name is Rolling. I'll tell him later. His birthday was this week. He turned. 30. I need to get my life together because this is like the third week in a row that I forgot about the school. <laughs> <laughs> right. I need to get my life together. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So, okay, back to what I was saying seven minutes ago. Right. <laughs> this week, I've decided that this is going to be. I, I've named it the parent trap. The parent trap. The trap of the parents. At first, it was going to be the coming out episode. Mm-hmm. However. However. To this day, I don't really have a proper coming out story. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chelshire said, well, this story is kind of the same. It's kind of on the same level. Right. And then I was thinking, well, this is like the drama episode. Yeah. 
But then when he told me a little bit more, or he reminded me, I should right, say, because I know was the story. There for the story. Um, I was like, oh, I was like, I'm gonna call it the parent trap. Yeah, that works. Um, so basically, we're gonna be talking about our parents, mm-hmm. but. Chelshire is going to be talking about his coming out story to his parents. Right. And I'm going to be talking about my non-existent relationship with mine. Okay. Um, disclaimers, this is probably going to be a very dramatic episode. Please. We might cry. Y'all oh, might Lord. cry. Y'all know I cry all the and time. You be, listen, he cries 25% of the time. Right. We've done the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I hate y'all. <laughs> But I love y'all. All right. It's so, like therapy to me. Uh, so who's going to go first? You can go first. Because oh, you know mine is dramatic. Mine is too. But you remember. Mine is a different kind of... Mine is more emotionally dramatic. Mine Yours is, is physically dramatic. Right. Yours is draining. Right. So okay. I'll, we'll be draining at the end. All right. So um, this story... Oof. Um, so my most of my friends, my close friends, they all know this story, mm-hmm. and I'm a little nervous uh, to talk about this. Like we've talked about it before, but it was on like a throwaway episode, so I'm a little nervous <laughs> to put this out to the whole whole world where anybody can come across it. But that's the reason why we're doing this show. I think I told myself it's my life, so I can talk about it. Right, and it's my life. Right. It's my life. I don't remember that. I don't even know what you're singing. I don't know what I'm singing either. Listen to white people music. Something, whatever. (laughs) Okay, so, um, growing up, I was not ever really close to my mom and my stepdad. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just kind of culminated throughout the years, like culminated. Oh God, let me just use regular words. (laughs) Come on, T.I. Because clearly, I'm not about that SAT word life. Not right after now. these drinks. Not after these drinks. So, um, growing up, you know, like we just, we didn't, we never were close. We never had a good relationship. It was just kind of like, you know, these are my parents and I'm here. What it is, what it is. And growing up, I always thought that the way our relationship was, we were not going to have a relationship when I was an adult. Mm. And call it a premonition or whatever, you know, Miss Cleo ain't got shit on me because it was true. So let me tell y'all what happened. The older I got when I was in my early 20s and I was living at home, me and my parents were at each other's throats. Like, we just did not get along. They, I don't know what it was, what their issue with me was, if it was, you know, I was not doing the things that they wanted me to do. My life was not the way they had planned it out. I don't know what it was, but we stayed at each other's throats. Let me rephrase. They stayed at my throat and I stayed out of the house and unbothered because I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like, I need to get myself together, get my life together. Um, So really, I mean, and up until that point, like I said, when I tell you we were at each other's throats and they were at my throat, like me and my stepfather have had physical fights on more than one occasion. Right. Um, And part of it was when I was in when I was a teenager I was meek and I was timid. And my mother Mm -hmm. is the exact opposite. She's very loud and boisterous. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, we have the same personality, except that she's loud and I'm not. Right. Where she's loud and she's just going to say the first thing that comes out of of her mouth on her. Oh, God, I can't talk. I'm already getting emotional. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come on, let's get some tears out of Trill this week. No. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, um, where she's loud, she says the first thing that pops into her head. You know how I am. Right. I'm more methodical. Mm-hmm. So when I speak, what I say is what you mean. Is what I mean. Is right there. And if I say something that cuts to the bone, then I meant it, to cut it, to the he bone. Try to cut your motherfucking ass. I meant to cut through the bone. Hmm. <laughs> and it just depends on how what you the take it. I love him, my friend. So. Because that's just how I am. Like, I think about, because I don't like to be misunderstood, and I don't like repeating myself. So, I say exactly what the fuck I mean. I don't want you to think something different. I don't want you to go home and sleep on it, wake up the next day, and be like, did that nigga just... No, No, I said exactly what what I meant. Right. So, you know, when I got older, and I started getting more confident in myself, and... Okay, y'all. Um, really what it was is when I got out of the psychiatric hospital. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I was in college and Mm -hmm. I was going through, like, I was so depressed in college. I mean, I had already been depressed, but it was just something about being in college and not having my parents over my head that just Mm -hmm. made it worse. Like there were days when I did not get out of bed. Yes, it was. And so, of course, my grades were trash. So right. then at the end of the semester, I just had like a breakdown and I didn't want to go home. I wanted to kill myself. I just wanted it to be over. But it was one of those things where you feel like that, but you reaching out to people. So, it's you know, when you think about it in hindsight, it's, you know, they call it it's like a cry for help. And maybe it was. I don't know. I know at the time I just didn't want to deal. Right. Um, I ended up being committed. Yes. Uh, and I could not find him. They and I was terrified. Nobody could find me because they made me go to Austin to a psychiatric hospital in Austin. And um, all of that, I mean, it was a whole ordeal. I got out. And when I went home, my parents let me, they let me sit for a day, for a couple of days. And then we had a talk. And, you know, they, they said some things and I said some things and basically I was just like, look, I, and they gave me the choice. They were like, do you want to go back to school? And I was like, no, cause it's, it's not working. There's no point in me going back to school. And y'all already always on my case about all the money that you have spent sending me to school. So it's just not a good idea for me to go back to school. And they like, oh, well, you know, that typical parent thing, you can't stay here and not work, whatever. Tell Shaw we're blowing his damn nose and shit. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, and not in the crying way. <laughs> kind of, sorta, cause I remember all of this. I was there. Right. So no, I was I'm, really there, like for real. Um. So after that, you know, I just was trying trying to pick up the pieces and put myself back together, and you know, something just changed in me, and I was like, you know what, I'm not. I'm not taking no more mess. I've been through so much. It's already hard enough being me. I can't take no mess from nobody, parents included. Right. And after that, it was just like, we just were not on the same page. Um, Every little thing. Like, y'all, when I tell you mm-hmm. I was going to work, I was working two jobs at one point and going to school full time. Mm-hmm. And me and my parents were constantly fighting. But it was about stupid shit. Like trash. my stepdad would be like, well, you didn't take out the trash. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've been out of the house for 17 whole American hours. What do you mean? Why didn't you take out the trash when you filled it up? Or you have a whole nother son. Mm-hmm. 
he can take out the trash. Sure the chores are his. Like I'm, I'm an adult and I'm paying bills. The chores go to him. Like I'll do stuff if I'm here. Right. I can't be in two places at one time. I can't take out the trash if I'm work. If I'm at work. Stupid stuff. They would charge me up about not eating dinner. Now, mind you, I leave the house at what six fifteen, six thirty to drop my brother off and, don't get back and go to work, up. and I don't get back till eleven, eleven thirty, depending mm-hmm. on the day. And you mad because I'm not eating the dinner that you left in the in the microwave? I do what anybody would do. I wrap it, I put it in the refrigerator. I figure somebody can take this to work for lunch the next day. Well, what you don't want to eat the food? You you too good to eat our dinner, sir? No, I just haven't been here. Why I'm would I not eat before I got home? Jobs. So it was stuff like that, and you know, I've I've never been like the type to go out. We would have an argument about me not going out. Mm-hmm. Then I go out. And then we have an argument because I stayed out too late. late. Right. It was just the. It was just. The I used to make him most. go out with me all the time. <laughs> but those weren't the time when I got in trouble. It would it would be like if I came just to hang out with you at your house, mm-hmm. and I didn't leave until like three thirty. Those would be the times I would get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like. My mom came in one day and was like, what part? This is the crazy part, y'all. When I was like a teenager and everything, I did not have a curfew. Right. I became a young adult and it was like, you need to be home by two. And I was like, now in hindsight, I understand. But at the time it was like, two, girl, what? I am 22. What are you talking about? Right. And I'm like, it's not like I'm a ir- irresponsible adult. Like I don't do drugs. I'm not out here getting anybody pregnant because. <laughs> Clearly. Anyway, so I um, it just was crazy. So we were at each other's throat. I mean, and me and my and it got to the point where I would argue with my mom. And you know how I am, and you know how deadpan I can be. Mm-hmm. So she come in hollering and screaming, and I'm like, let me let me point out seven ways that you got me whole smooth wrong. Um, and she would get mad because you know how I am, and it's very seldom that I lose an argument. If I if I decide to engage, that means I'm bringing out the verbal yap on that ass. So, moving along, I mean, we just were at each other's throats all the time over stupid stuff. It was just like, I don't know. To this day, I don't know what the issue was. And so, it all came to a head um, Mother's Day weekend in 2008. I was going out of town. I was going to Austin with my friend Dion. <laughs> Which I'm sure he's going to look around when he listens to this at work. <laughs> he told me that last Like, God week. damn, am I in every story? Yes. <laughs> you are, Dion. You yes. are. So, um, we were going out of town that weekend. We were going to Austin. Um, and the reason that I was going to Austin was going to be for another episode. <laughs> but anyway, so we were in the car. We were still in Houston, but we were getting ready to head out of town. And my stepdad calls. He's like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, now, mind y'all, my parents had this bad habit of conveniently not remembering when I said I was going to do something. So it, like, and it got to the point where I would email them at work and be like, I don't want to hear that you didn't know. And they would be like, well, why don't you come talk to us? Because you don't ever remember anything. I put it in writing and you respond. So I know that you knew. Now, if you forgot, that's your problem. problem. Like, I'm not a child. It's not for me to be constantly reminding you that I'm about to do something. So he and I was like, we're getting ready to go out of town, like I told you previously. Right. And he just went ballistic. 
he was yelling and screaming at me on the phone so loud. Like my friend was in the Dion was in the passenger seat looking like what in tarnation. And he was just like, oh, so you ain't gonna tell nobody you going out of town. Mind you, we ain't even out of town yet. Oh, so you just just fuck us, huh? You don't give a fuck about us. And I was like, what? And he was like, and then he and so whatever he said, he hung up in my face. So after that, I was pissed, and I was like, okay. So I didn't I didn't talk to my parents that whole weekend. I was out of town, and um, went through all this stuff. So I I ended up getting home really late. I think I got home at like two or two thirty. I think I got home at two. Pretty sure it was before. It may have been a little after two. Whatever. So when I got home, they had set the alarm for intruder. So when I opened the door, the alarm went off, and uh, you know they had to wait for the people to call. Duh, 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 duh. So I walk in, and um, my step here come my stepdad, ready to pounce, and I'm just like, here we go. Here we it's go two o'clock. It's two o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. I have to get up to go to work in a couple hours. Like, okay, what what now? And I don't even remember what he said. All I remember is he was like, "It's obvious that you don't want to be here, so why don't you just get your stuff and leave." To which I replied, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, unbeknownst to no, I won't even say unbeknownst to them because they knew. They knew. I was already planning on moving out. You surely were. In a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks. Like, the only reason I was still there is because my lease was not going to start until the middle of the next, for a month. Mm-hmm. So, when he said that, I turned on my heel like a crisp Caucasian. And I started pulling boxes out from under my bed and putting them together and started packing my stuff. So he follows me into my room. And he's like, oh, oh, you're you going to leave now? Bitch, you just told me to go. When am I? Oh, do I need to schedule an appointment to leave? Right. What the fuck are you even saying right now? Mm. So now, mind you, I still respected my parents enough that I was not right. arguing with them. Plus, exactly. I was tired of shit. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. It was 2 o'clock in the morning after I had just driven from Dallas to Austin to Houston. So I was tired. And... um so then my mom comes in because I guess she waited for the alarm people to call. So then she comes in and then they start this like verbal boss battle mm-hmm. and we're just tag team and just calling me all I'm all kinds of bitches and dumbasses and fools and this like anything you can think of. They will call everything but a child of God and my God given name. They were calling me and. um. At the time, my stepfather and I worked at the same company. Mm-hmm. So then he started threatening to get me fired from my job. It's like, oh, you know, you, you might as well start looking for you another job. And And I stopped what I was doing. I didn't say anything. I didn't respond the whole time that they were berating me. And I stopped and I just looked at him. And, and the thought that came to my head was that like, you would rather me rather see me with no job out here struggling than what? Because to them, everything was disrespect. Right. Everything was disrespect. Oh, you blinked your eyes. That's disrespectful. disrespectful. You don't eat the food. That's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. You go out and you don't bring no groceries home. That's disrespectful. Mind you, I said, okay, I don't, I don't remember, like, I don't know anything about running a household. So leave me a list and I will gladly pick up the stuff. Why you just can't pick stuff up? You know, we eat chicken and da, 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 da. I don't know nothing about buying right. groceries for well, a family. One of your second jobs was Kroger. So right. you had no problem getting no problem. groceries. As much as I hated having to traipse through that raggedy store when my feet were hurting after I've been on my feet for six, seven hours, 
I said, I will gladly go. But I don't know about that kind of shit. You right. telling me, oh, buy this and buy, okay, whatever. And we had a full argument about that. I was like, why can't you just leave a list? Come on, clap. I'm like, don't you take a list to the goddamn grocery store? What is the fucking issue? And then I think finally he realized he was being stupid, so he started leaving a list. And I'm like, that's all you had to fucking do. Um, So, I mean, yeah, they were just going in on me. I'm, when I tell you they was going in on me, it was like being in middle school, getting ranked on. Mm-hmm. But it was worse because they were your parents. Because it was your the it was my you, parents. You you use for support and you post it right. You know. But the thing about that is, I never really felt that. So I was kind of indifferent to the whole thing. It right. wasn't until he started threatening to get me fired, and I was just like, "You would rather see me with no job out here struggling than what?" Because I'm not disrespecting you, at least not the way you think I am. Right. Like you blowing shit out of proportion. And so what the nail in the coffin was, he said that, and my mom was like, yeah, then what you going to do? And then my stepdad said, oh, he ain't going to do nothing but cry like a little bitch. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'm just a bitch to y'all. Right. Like, even if you mad at me and you disrespected and you and you feel no disrespected, bitch. you just going to, I'm just a bitch to y'all. That's all. I, and to me, I'm just thinking, of, so that's all I've ever been to y'all. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not doing what you want me to do, and I'm not living the way you want me to live, and I'm not whatever. I, and I don't even know what the hell kind of magical ass list of shit that I'm supposed to be doing. What kind okay, of line I'm supposed to be traipsing, traipsing? What kind of life I'm supposed to be living? But it ain't right. And I don't take out the trash, and I don't be in two places at one time, and I don't, you know, wipe y'all asses after you shit and whatever the Come fuck on, else. Ass wipe. Whatever the <laughs> fuck, you know, they were talking about. But I, I just kept it moving. I kept packing my... I, when I tell you, I packed all of my shit, mm. as much shit as I could, and put it in my car. In the, the Camry? No, in oh. my Honda. You had the Honda? I I had the Honda because I... Oh, you did have the Honda Because by remember, then. I was had, like, I'm going to move, and I right. know they're not going to let me take this Camry. That's so right. So I need to buy my own right. car. Right, so you had to get your own car. Because that was right. right after I had got the Altima. Right. And right. that was why I was working two jobs yep. because I needed to save money for for the move for to get my credit right, to, right for the move and to get my car. That's right. That's right. You know, and then my car, that was a whole another situation because mm-hmm. I remember when no, I came home so. from the hospital, from the psychiatric hospital. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, when we were having our talk and they were like, oh, we want to see you do this. And I want to be there for you when you get your first car. And da, 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 da. So when I get my first car, I emailed them because you know how they are. Right. I was like, I'm thinking about buying a car. Oh, no, take that back. I am buying a car. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting them to be like, oh, what kind of car? And, you know, I want to go test drive with you. And da, 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 da. No. Only thing my mom responded and said, do we have to co-sign? That was literally the co-sign. And I didn't. Because I was working to get my credit rights, to pay off my credit. We both got our first cars on our own without our parents. And and um, and we were with each other, not with each other at the place. But I'm just saying we were we were friends, right? And uh, you know, so I got my car on my own because I was like, okay, I guess I got to do this on my own. Thank God for Google, and you know, just thank God that I'm I have the ability to to do that. Anyway, so that night. Packed everything up in good old Honda, which I miss that car. Oh, it was a good car. It was. Um, got into the car, and it was like three thirty, three forty-five. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. And the Kroger that I worked at was right around the corner, y'all. I went 
and sat in the Kroger parking lot and just cried and just I didn't know what to do with myself until it it was late enough that you know I was like okay well I might I can you know put my clothes on and I can go to work and I don't know if I don't whatever that doesn't that's not important so after that I went and I stayed in a hotel and it wasn't until I told Chelsea, I was, he was like, well, what are you, where are you? Right. And I was like, I'm staying in, in the Red Roof no, Inn. No and he was like, <laughs> no what we're not what going to do. We're not going to do today. <laughs> he was like, what you going to do is bring your bring ass your to my motherfucking house. ass to my apartment that I just moved into. And I had just helped you move into that apartment. Right. And mind you, y'all, for anybody that knows Houston, I was driving from Sugarland all the way to 1960. And right. 45 to help him move. To help me move. That's my friend. That's right. what I would do. Um, hopefully, a lot of y'all would do that for your friend. I know hopefully. it's far, but, but be real friends. friends would we'll do that are, kind of shit. Right. And so I was, you know, so thankful that he, you know, offered to take me in. And, I, you know, it was only for a month until my lease kicked in. And uh, I stayed with him for that month. He did. Now, y'all would think that the story would be over there. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> so, after I left, my stepfather started harassing me via text message. Yep. Like, you know, when you watch Investigation Discovery or one of them forensic file shows and the people be like sending harassing text messages and shit. That was my stepfather. Like, he was literally harassing me for months. Mm -hmm. He texted me on my birthday. And I'll never forget that because we were sitting in your living room. Right, because I felt a kind of way for your birthday because I wanted to have like a party at the apartment. You don't even know this. I had went and got raisin canes. I got a, a, a um, thing of chicken, like the pan. And I was mm -hmm. like, you had your friends come over and then you went to David Buster's without me. I did? Yes, and I felt so bad. I don't even remember that. I was so mad at you. Oh, I was mad at you. I don't even. Like, I honestly, was like, the only... I, I was like, I was called Jeremy. I was like, this bitch left me and I done bought this fucking chicken and he went to David Buster's without me. I was hurt. Listen, I don't. But I love him to death. So. I don't even remember. The only thing I remember from my birthday that day is we were sitting in your living room and all of a sudden you were like, what's wrong with you? Right. Because it was just like a stark change in uh -huh. my behavior. But we were laughing and all of a sudden you just went like, like not even sad, but like it was just weird. You was like melancholy, melancholy. And it was because my stepfather had texted me and was like, "I take I took the day of my birthday off. It was like on a Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever." Right. He texted me and was like, "Oh yeah, I hope you've been looking for a job while you skipping work and shit. Your days are numbered." And it was just like, like you would think that we were mortal enemies. Like he was treating me like my name was Ryu and he was fucking M Bison. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bitch, I'm not Chung Lee. Like, why are you treating me like this? Like, I've already left your house. And um, that continued until I finally changed my number. Right. So ye some years went by. And uh, we were still working at the... And it was funny. We were working at the same place. And he was working part-time on the project that I was on. So the stuff that I was doing, I needed stuff from him. And he was being so petty, he would not give me the stuff. So the project manager came to me and like, why is this not done? And I was like, because such and such has not given me what I've requested. And I've requested it multiple times. The project manager had to go to him and make him give me the stuff that I needed Childish. to do my work. 
Childhood experience. So, <laughs> listen, it was so bad. Like my brother, my brother is eight years younger than me. Who, coincidentally, I also don't have a relationship with anymore. Anymore, but they were super close. We were super close. Really like me and my brother were the way me and Chelsea are now. Actually, yep. we were even closer because yep. we were brothers and we brothers. grew up together. Right. Even though we had a big gap between us. And I have a brother like that too. So. And um. You know, he was, I was getting it from him. He was just going off. I can't hang out with my brother and I have to speak to talk to you. And this is ridiculous. And I'm like, you need to talk to your parents about that. Right. Because I'm not the one who told you not to talk to me. They did. Um, so move forward. Uh, I don't know if it was the same year or if it was the next year. My stepfather came around Valentine's. I'm not Valentine's. What am I talking about? <laughs> Thanksgiving. Oh, Lord. And he came in the room and... I worked in a big room and I had two other women that were working with me or two other women like I'm a woman too. Come on, hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> and so they could they instantly was like, okay, something's not right because I didn't even acknowledge like he came to my desk and was like, "Can I talk to you?" And I was like, I mean, I guess. Y'all see his face. Like, <laughs> 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 sure ain't. <laughs> That's how it felt because before we had the falling out, like we would be at work and my stepfather would be wilding out. Like I went down to talk to him about something and I had told them that I was moving out and I was moving with a friend of mine that she used to be my friend. Um, she was a white girl that I knew from college, but she was, girl. she was real good. We don't talk about that. So. My stepfather just went off and he was like, and I don't understand how is a man going to live with a woman? He ain't getting no sex. And how you living with this white girl? You don't know what she going to do. And I'm like, she know me better than y'all do. Right. She been better to me than y'all have. Right. You know, but like all of the prejudice came flying out. And I was like, you need to tuck that shit in. Tuck it in, bitch. Um, So when he came, so it was funny when he came to me and was like, can I talk to you? And I was like, Okay. That made me about it. <laughs> I mean, I guess. You should see his face, y'all. I should have took a picture or a video, like a small video. So he was like, you know, your, your, he said something stupid, like your mom would really love to see you or your auntie invited you for Thanksgiving, whatever. I don't even remember if I went. I think I, I don't know. I don't I think I talked you into going because you wasn't going to go. Listen, because you know I don't. You know right. I don't. I'm, and you know me. I'm so dramatic. You and are be dramatic, like, and you're forgiving, and right. I'm not. I'm super forgiving. You could probably shoot Marcus, and I probably will forgive you after thirty five thousand years. Because you shoot my motherfucking dog, I'm gonna shoot your motherfucking ass, bitch. Whereas me, if you sneeze and I don't like I it, then really I don't got mad. fuck with you no like, more. Don't fuck with my dog. You did. And I don't know where that came. Ain't nobody messing with that dog. They bet not. They not. How could they? Never mind. Let me not say that. He locked away. Stop interrupting me. <laughs> Says locked away like Cinderella. <laughs> so, um, I went and I tried, but my thing was, they wanted to act like nothing happened. Right. And I don't operate like way, that way. No, you gotta. We gotta address the we issue. We have to address the issue. Whenever like, me and him have had an issue, we had to address the issue. That's right. why we have been friends for so long because all of our issues have been you know addressed. Me. And the older I get, it's been getting worse. But right. I'm very direct. Like what I need to say and what needs to be said, you I will say, say it. it. Right. And that's in all fest. That's personally and professionally. Yeah, but that's that's what I like about you because you're not gonna let it just sit there. Right. So after that, I was like, oh, I'm not about to do that. So I pulled back away. So some years passed. I didn't talk to them. 
me and my brother kind of fell off mm-hmm. a little bit. And then when he, this is getting a, to be a long story. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um, when he was graduating high school, right? He did not invite me, right? And I had been waiting for him to call me and be like, "What's your address? I'm gonna send you the, the invite, or at least right. tell me, hey, I'm graduating on this day." He didn't tell me when he had his signing day because he was uh he got a full scholarship to Rice for football. Right. He didn't tell me about that. He told me about the my mom told me about the get together. So imagine my face. This is my brother who I helped raise. Like I changed his diaper, fed him applesauce. Like me and my brother were so close. Like I was a teenager. Right. And we would just go to the mall and hang out. Like that's how close we were. And you know, most teenagers not trying to hang out with their little siblings. So imagine my shock when I get to my parents' house and my cousin has taken all these pictures. And when I took everybody and their mama was there but me. Right. I'm like, I'm looking at him like, you only related to these people through me, through my biological father. Mm-hmm. And they there, but nobody thought they to tell, tell me. You. And so when he, he invited me to the party for his celebration for his graduation, but not his actual graduation. And I don't know if it just caught me at the wrong time, but it, I shut everything down. I changed my number again. Mm-hmm. I deleted every presence that I had that they could find me. And then that was it. Yep. That was what, 2011? Mm-hmm. Years, years, years passed. Randomly. <laughs> Random as fuck. My brother finds me on LinkedIn. Yep. And he's like, oh, you know, text me. So we talk a little bit, but not really. Um, and then he gives my number to my mom and my aunt, which pissed me off because I don't like people giving, you know, I don't like people knowing my information. I sure don't like you giving my information without my, he doesn't, without my permission. Don't get nobody his number but Beyonce. But Beyonce. If your name ain't Beyonce, I ain't giving you my phone Or Blue number. Ivy. That too. Re- really anybody in that anybody circle. Anybody in that circle. Even Kelly. You can give Kelly his I number. I love Kelly. You can give Michelle, Michelle? his number. Michelle? Mm-hmm. You can give Latoya or Latavia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch. I was listening to Birthday. That was the first time they actually sung Everybody Had a Part. On Birthday? Yes. On the Destiny Child CD. Yes, Everybody Had a Part. Because cause Latavia was doing the... Yes, yeah. That's not a part. Hey. But Latoya had all the like verse. Kelly had all the verse. You know, Beyonce had the whole song. Latoya didn't have no part. Now. She did. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I had to listen to this all five times on my way home yesterday. Anyway, um, so my mom texts me for my birthday, and I was like, I guess, girl. Um. By, by this time, I'm like in therapy and everything because I had been holding on. I had been carrying a lot of anger. Yes. Like right. I was so angry, y'all. I was having nightmares of like, not even nightmares, like dreams of like getting into it with my parents fighting. Yes, I mean, was. scrapping like Mortal Kombat. Right. That's how upset I was in my spirit. And so I said, okay, this is going to be the year I'm going to try. And, um... But I was like, it's going to be on my terms and I want to work it out in therapy before I even try to talk to right. him. And then I got bombarded by that. Um, I met with my aunt and she was like, oh, your parents, they miss you and your mama be crying. And, and I was like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know my mama. Mm-hmm. And she'll be crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I I decided to reach out to my brother 
because my brother and I was so close and I right. did miss that. And so I wrote him like this long email. Um, and I, I wrote it, I wrote an email instead of just talking to him because I needed to be able to get everything out. I needed mm-hmm. to be able to think on it and really shape it to be the way I wanted it to be. So he got it. And he, he texted me and was like, you know, I really appreciate the, um, what it was either a text or he emailed me back and, and we talked about a lot of stuff, stuff that we had both been holding on to. And um, he was like, you know, just do it for me. Go to mom and daddy house, which by this time I'm like, I mean, she my mom because she gave birth to me, but that's not my daddy. Like I just, right. too many lines have been crossed there. Mm-hmm. That's not my daddy. Um, So I went to their house for Thanksgiving. And he improved his relationship with his actual father, y'all. Just wanted to let y'all know that. Well, that's another story for another day. <laughs> I love um, your daddy. So <laughs> I went to that. I went to their house for Thanksgiving, and it was late. It was after. In fact, it was after I had left my my biological father's house. Um, and we were sitting there, and it was so raggedy, like we were sitting there like strangers. Like, well, um, where are you working at now? And you know what you been doing? And <laughs> you, how's your stroke on your golf game? It was just so Bitch, weird. <laughs> You know, and uh, before that, my friends, uh, Trill Inc. and Ted, like, I was freaking out. Yep. Like, was it that? No, it wasn't that. I just kind of decided. I just went. Mm-hmm. Um, And then when my brother, his birthday is right before Christmas. So he, he decided he wanted everybody to, he doesn't live here. He lives in L.A. now. But he came home and he decided for his birthday, instead of going out and doing something, he wanted everybody to come to the house and celebrate. So I was freaking out because this was family. People, I have not seen, mind y'all, I had not seen any of my family in like seven years. And um, I was freaking out like, I don't <laughs> But when I went and I did that and I went to my cousin's house for Christmas when they were going to be there... And when I tell you, I came out of that, like, and it was like a weight lifted mm-hmm. off of my shoulders. Like, I'm okay. Yep. And it wasn't because I forgave, because I don't forgive. Mm-hmm. I forgive if you deserve it. Right. What I do is I come to grips with it, and right. I come to an understanding. And I say, okay, I have to accept what happened and move on. Right. But I don't forget. Like, you don't deserve my forgiveness. <laughs> he the one that's not behind that door on Mother Love Show. Sure not. If I am, it's with a gun. Forgive or forget, this bitch forget. No, he don't forgive or forget. Because he be like, bitch, fuck that door. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Forever. Um, but, and so since then, you know, I still haven't really had a relationship with my parents. Like, my mom, she used to text me randomly on holidays and be like, happy Easter. Mm-hmm. You know, happy presents. <laughs> and I'd be like, girl, what? You should text her for... What's the next holiday? Who cares? And <laughs> she, um, you know, would text me for my birthday, and I would text her, and I, we had little conversations here and there, but never really just. So, whew, um, so, um, and you know, during this time, this is when I was traveling back and forth to Alaska, and I was right. doing a lot of personal. Like I was like, I think that was the year I was like, I'm going somewhere every, every month. month. Yes, and you a did. A trip a month. And you did. And, um, you know, just having dry conversation with my mom, my brother. Um, most of the time, he would not text back or he would send me and he would be like, yo, 
and I would be like, yo, and then that would be it. <laughs> you know, so, um, and then it got to the point my mom, she started texting me, and she would be like, it's time to get the family back together. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell does that Come even on, mean? Cicely Tyson. I'm like, girl, you ain't <laughs> Irma P. What's uh, my face from uh, Soul, Soul Food? Food? What you talking about? <laughs> but it would be like, it wouldn't be like, it's time to get the family back together. We need to meet and have a family meeting. And we need to sit down and talk and work this out. It would be your brother's graduation party. You need to come. Or you need right. to show up for this. And so, and then it was like deja vu, y'all. Because my when my brother graduated from college, I had been waiting for him to be like, this is when I'm graduating. Um, you know, here's an invitation. I'm going to send you an invitation. Nothing. And then I get this invite via text message from my mom and it just so happened that I was already going out of town <laughs> so I was just like and so then you know my, every time my mom would text me she would be like hey are you in town this weekend and I would be like and it would be funny because every time she would text me and ask me that I would be heading out of town <laughs> <laughs> like for real like for real uh, like last year when me and Nikki went to New York, she takes and it was on a Wednesday. She takes me. And I was like, I'm in out of time. Just it's, left, left uh, Jennifer Aniston, Aniston at home. I did because usually when I travel for an extended period of time, she will go and take care of him. But that time we were both gone. He's fine. He's fine. Jennifer Aniston is his cat because his he, cat looks just like Jennifer Aniston. In the he face. doesn't, but he does. <laughs> I call him shell shine. Just being shady towards Jennifer Aniston. No, your cat do look like Jennifer Aniston. My in cat the face. look like every cat that look like no, that. No, your cat does. look like Jennifer Aniston in the face. No, what you're saying is Jennifer Aniston looks like a cat. That's, that's what you're that's saying. That's her own issue that we ain't got nothing to do with. Because my cat, cat looks like any other cat that looks like him. He literally looks like every other domestic, medium-haired <laughs> no, cat. He don't. He likes yes, he does. Aniston. But anyway. Anyway. So, to wrap up this extremely long story, sorry, y'all, but this story has spanned, what, nine years going right. on? Um. The last time my mom texted me and was like, hey, are you going to be in town for Christmas? And I was like, you know what? You're not even trying. And I have talked to my therapist about this. And I was like, you're not even trying. Like, I feel like, because I feel like I've made myself available when I did not have to. Right. Because you're the ones who did me wrong and don't want to take no responsibility for it. Because I don't know if I said this, I did try to make up with them right after everything happened. Well, not right after, but sometime after it happened, me and my mom met for dinner, and she she just argued me down the whole time and was like, well, you know, I don't want you to be like your daddy and my biological father. And this, that, and the other, not taking any responsibility for anything. And I'm just like, you can't even take responsibility for how you talk to me. Right. And she's like, well, in the heat of the moment, I'm like, in the heat of the moment, you said exactly what the fuck you meant to say. Don't play me. I've seen you get upset and tear people apart enough to know that you said exactly what you meant. And when I tried to talk to my stepfather, he just told me you deserved it. Flat out, you deserved it. And then in the next breath, well, you need to try to work it out with your mama because, you know, she's upset. I was like, so you, and I'm, I'm big for, for, you need to take responsibility for that kind of stuff. So, um, 
needless to say, I just don't, and I could, y'all could feel however you want. Maybe I'm wrong. And, you know, y'all could come with all that. You only get one mama stuff, da, 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 whatever. But I don't care who it is. If you have done me wrong, then you need to own up to it and you need to, you know, I'm, I'm open. <laughs> I'm open to working it out or trying to work it out and discuss it. But not if you're going to act like nothing ever happened or you never did anything right. wrong, right. parent or otherwise. And uh, so to this day, you know, and I didn't respond to the last time my mom texted me for Christmas. So I haven't talked to her since then. Obviously, my stepdad, every time I see him, well, let me get your number. Knowing good and well, he ain't going to use it. And then my brother, I haven't heard from him in I don't know how long. I think you should text your brother. I'm not texting nobody. I know you're not, but I, I just me being your friend, and I know y'all relationship. That is dead. Uh, I did my part. You did, but so, I just, I don't know. Oh, well, good luck, I everybody. three, and I don't know. You do? And I have him, and then on my biological side, I have more siblings. I've only met one of them, which that's another story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't even know what to take from it was just this is just something dramatic that happened to me and i remember i was talking about this on twitter when i was i think that was when i had my gimme cornbread name before Mm -hmm. i moved to kunlo right and i just remember a lot of people you know i got a lot of support from strangers and it's always been like that like i've always felt like i get way more support from strangers than i do from my family and um unless i'm doing exactly what they want me to do um only thing I would say is to to the people in the community stay strong right. because oftentimes we have to look at other places to get the support that we crave the love and the support that we crave that's why I'm always like you know Chelshire and, and Nikki and Ariel and Mo and Naj and Bree and Juanita and Dion, like all of my friends, I'm always like, I love y'all to death because y'all have been my family when I did not have one. When my family, you know, would rather see me out on the street, probably with no job, having to get my shit repoed or whatever. So, you know, thank you to y'all for supporting me through all of this. And, you know, if anybody's listening to this that's going through something similar, feel free to reach out to me. Like, I know what it's like, I know how it feels. You're not alone. Right. I think that's the biggest thing. I just want people to know that you're not alone. When you're going through stuff like this, and I know it feels like you're alone, you are not. And with that, um, my mouth dry. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your dramatic-ass parent trap story? Okay. I mean, I'm going to go take a nap while you tell your story. Let's get into it, y'all. Okay. So we're going to call this person that I was talking with, talking to Stanley, because you're going to hear this name over the course of weeks, because a lot of my stories are, are driven around Stanley, because I was with Stanley for five years. We lived together, so a lot of my stories oh. come from Stanley. <laughs> I was thinking about the wrong person. Oh, Lord. Oh, not wow. giving, I just made up this name because I was watching Holes today. You know Stanley Yonets? No, I don't know. Okay, anyway. So, <laughs> so one day... And I'm just going to give you in the middle of the, the history of everything because we'll talk about the beginning. We'll talk about all the good shit and all the bad shit and all that shit on a different day. Well, the good shit is only going to be like... I we'll mean, talk about long. the breakup at a different time because this isn't even a breakup story. That's how bad it was. So one day, Stanley, it was a Saturday. Saturday morning, Stanley asked me for $40 or something like that. 
And at the time, I was the only one working. I was trying to take care of both of us with two dogs and not making money at all. So it was hard. It was super hard. Like it was at the point where if somebody told me right now, well, at that time, if somebody told me that they was going to kill me, I would have told them to go ahead and do it because I really did not value my life at the time. That's just the truth. But Stanley got mad because I wouldn't give them $40 and kick the hole in my wall. I'm going to take a picture of the wall because the wall still has like a spot because I still stay in the same place because I can't move. We'll talk about that at a different time too. Now, listen, we be out here. Never uh, think that Trillet for Santa Church are having together because we do not. We, we don't. are poor and trash. We really are. And we are living like portraits. <laughs> <laughs> so Stanley kicked a hole in my wall every time I said no. He was like, well, I need $40. And I was like, no. So he would kick the wall. And I said, I, I just don't have it. He'll kick it again. And he just kept kicking the wall till it was an actual literal hole in my fucking wall. And the, the spot that the wall has been patched since then. But you can still tell it was a hole there. But we were I would and after he got mad because I wouldn't give him forty dollars, he decided that, okay, well, whatever. I'm just gonna do everything to just piss you off. So I'm sitting on the couch, which do I I don't have that couch anymore. And um he takes one of my he said, I ought to hit you with one of these chairs. The chairs that me and Trill are sitting in right now. Now are these chairs light? These are metal chairs. He told me that he would hit me in the head with the chair. He picked up one of the chairs. Bitch, this ain't WWE. And he slid it across my neck right here. We'll take a picture of the chair. He slid it across my neck real passive aggressive like. And that I said. passive aggressive. You done picked up a whole chair. <sighs> so I just sat there and I was just stealing my thumb. So he picked up the chair again. He said, I will beat your ass with this chair. Now, Stanley had never put his hands on me and I have never put my hands on Stanley. Stanley did a lot of verbal abuse to the point that I had gained a lot of weight. I didn't care about how I looked. I had grew my hair out. I was, what, 260 pounds at that time? Yeah, I was I was a big bitch then. Just because, and that's just, and it's not like, it. it just wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I took pride in the way I looked before that. And at this time, I didn't care. I didn't care about shit. Like, I really didn't care about nothing. I took showers, and that was it. Like, my hair was me washing my hair and walking out the house. I didn't comb it. I didn't brush it. I didn't do shit, but just be me. So, the second time Stanley took that chair and slid it across my neck, I felt a kind of way. So, I jumped off the couch. And I just started punching the fuck out of Stanley. We were fighting in my living room like cats and motherfucking dogs. We were going at it. Punch after punch after punch after punch after punch after punch. Like, I, everything that I had felt for months, like, I hated my life at the time. Like, my friends don't know. I was, like, at the point where if somebody would have really did something to me, I would not have cared because I did not value myself at the time. I didn't care. I was like, fuck everybody. Fuck the world. Fuck all of this. I slept with a knife under my pillow. Like, I hated myself. And that's just not me. Now, point of reference this was after y'all broke up but he was still living, living with me right okay so stanley and i we're we're dog fighting in my living room and he's punching me and i'm punching him and we're in the corner behind you by the door and um 
I got him in the corner. I'm just punching him. And I'm just punching. He's just punching me. And I can't punch him in the face because I don't know. I guess I really cared about him to the point that I would stop myself before I could hit him in the face. But I had a lot of opportunity to hit him in the face. But he punched me in my face and broke my glasses in my face. So that lets you know that the love was not mutual on both sides. So Stanley says, you lucky you don't have my, I don't have my shoes on. So my black ass, I let him put his shoes on. As soon as that second shoe hit that second foot, I started punching again. I was like, bitch, we gonna fight today. All this fucking animosity I got for you, I'm getting all this shit out. So we fighting and fighting and fighting. And then all of a sudden, we just stopped. It was like, it wasn't nobody here to break it up. We just stopped. And he left. And I go downstairs. And I sit. And I don't know why I went downstairs. But I'm just downstairs by the um, by that tree. And my one of my best friends, her name is Tanya. She lived directly across from me. We stayed directly across from each other. Like if I went on my balcony, she could talk to me because we were facing each other. She stayed in an apartment directly across from me. Tanya hits me. She's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you out here? And she looked in my face and she saw I had a black eye. And she was like, Jamie, what the fuck is going on? So I tell her that me and Stanley just had a fight and we had never fought before. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? So she immediately called who? My mom. Now, me and my mom, we have the best relationship in the world. It's like my mama knows everything that's going on with me. Because when I was younger, I lied to her like when I was six. And she was so mad at me that I decided I would never lie to my mama again. Like I would either not tell her what's going on or I would tell her everything. Well, she called my mom and she's like, Jamie needs you. Just come to the house. My mama got to my house in less than five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like she got here quick. And I don't know where she was coming from, but she got here motherfucking fast. She teleported Like pretty much Cause my mama got here quick And she comes out there My best friend's out there And she's like Jamie Tell her She's like and Mama look at me She's like What the fuck is wrong with your face Mama is a cusser She don't play them games mm-hmm. She's like What the fuck happened I was like Mama It's just been a lot It's been a-. Cause my mama hadn't seen me Really seen me Because I had been hiding From everybody Nobody knew what I was going through Nobody knew what I was dealing with They was just like Something's wrong with Jamie because he's not talking to us, but he won't tell us what's going on. So he just like missing. Like I, I would go to church every Sunday. I didn't go to church no more. I wouldn't have family events. I wouldn't see nobody. I wasn't talking to nobody. I was just away from everybody in the world. Like you, I didn't have a cell phone at the time. I didn't have a house phone. Only way that you would talk to me is if I emailed you. Mm-hmm. Or I sent you an instant message. And that was only when I was on Wi-Fi. Or if I was at work. So mom was like, well, what the fuck is going on? Mom, was, she was a cusser. So she was like, I, I was just sitting there outside crying. And she was like, what is going on, son? What is the problem? And then my best friend's in her car. She's like, tell her. Tell her what happened. Tell her. And she's like, just tell her. And I'm just like, I can't tell my mom. Because my mama at the time, I didn't. she didn't know that. I was gay. Well, she knew. I didn't. She didn't know. I didn't. We you never didn't talked tell about her. it. So that's not the same. Before you knew it, she's like my best friend. Like just tell her, Jamie. Just tell her. Just tell her. And in dramatic Tyler Perry form, I just bust out with the. 
I'm gay. That's exactly how it came out of my mouth. I would never forget this day. So mom was like, well, duh, I knew this. Exactly. And I was like, oh, like it was like a whole different, like I was able to breathe. And she was just sitting across from me like, son, I'm your mom. I'm close to you. I know what you are. I, I've never not knew. Like I've been around you your entire life. You're my child. I know. I don't care. And. We ended up talking, and I told her what happened, and she was like, well, where that nigga at? Where he at? Let's go find his motherfucking ass. But my mama is the type of person that she likes to find people, but she likes to talk it out before she lets it go. And I was like, well, he gone. He, I was like, he not there. He gone, even though he was sitting upstairs, still in my apartment. And she was like, and my mama was going to walk up these, these three flights for no reason. So she was like, okay, well, well I, I was going to try to talk to him and see if y'all could still make it work, but if that's the case, well, fuck that nigga and this and that. So, Lord, so we talked about it and she was like, well, I'm just going to tell you, son, I'm your mom and I care about you dearly. I just don't, if you, if somebody fuck with you, they fuck with me and I will beat they motherfucking ass. Mama really will whoop y'all motherfucking ass if y'all got a problem with me being gay. And, um, we talked about it. I just caught that. (laughs) And I'm not Realizing you saying that for a specific reason. (laughs) Because, Right. And um, we just, we had our moments, and my mom, I know she loves me to death, and that was the end of that part of it. Now, that's just the first half, because I have a mom and I have a dad. So, me and this fool were still living together. We're not together as a couple. I'm sleeping on the couch in the apartment that I pay rent in. And he is having a good night's rest in my bed. Yes, I'm stupid. Go ahead and say it. I'm cool with it because I know I was. All my clothes are in the dining room and I'm getting dressed for work. And I'm riding the bus with a truck that I paid that I'm paying a note on outside. But I'm riding the bus so he can use my car to do absolutely nothing because he is not working and well, he was doing something and he's going to school in my truck but that's a whole nother gay side story for a whole nother gay side day well my other best friend moved decided that he was moving to Houston because he just didn't feel like there was something was wrong with me but I wasn't telling him and he was like I need to know what's going on so I'm moving to Houston so he moves to Houston but his mom also moves to Houston so they both live in an apartment on the south side and his mom is moving back to Atlanta and he's moving he's like well, well you know my mom moved to Atlanta I'm supposed to be living with you cause that was the whole plan which it was the plan <sighs> well I tell Stanley hey you gotta move out cause my best friend is moving in and Stanley pitches a fit he tells me I'm not going nowhere till the school year is over I said but we're not together he said I don't have nowhere to go Mind you, get out of my house. Mind you, Stanley's entire family lives in Houston. Entire family. Not just like, it's not like he from Detroit, Michigan, and I'm the only person he could depend on. So he's like, I'm not moving out or whatever. And then I guess it clicked in his mind and he was like, well, if I move, I'm taking both of the dogs with me, with me. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? You taking who, where? And I don't know what clicked in my mind. So I was like, you taking what? 
He says, I'm taking both of the dogs, so you might as well get ready because you ain't going to have shit when I leave. And then I'm going to get you kicked you out this apartment. So I became a black mom. Mm-hmm. Do y'all know I grabbed both of my dogs? I had them on my hips like babies. I had Diavi on one side and Hawk, that was his name, Marcus' old name before. I grabbed both of them dogs. Walked down these three flights of stairs, got in my truck that I paid the note on. And by this time, my friend Tonya, she moved. She moved from across, from like right across from me to down the street to another apartment complex. She moved to a townhouse. Because remember, I don't have a cell phone. I drive to Tonya's house and Tonya's like, well, what's wrong? I said, I need to call my mama. I don't need to call nobody. I just need to call my mama. She was like, well, what's going on? Do y'all know I called my mama And I was I was crying Like I'm talking Crocodile tears I don't know what else to do And I just called my mama I was like mama I don't know what to do I'm stuck This boy won't leave my house He won't go nowhere He telling me that when he leave He taking my dogs And I just feel like I don't have I don't know what else to do at this point my mama is at church. It's a Tuesday. They had um, Tuesday night service or whatever you want to call it. And my dad's a preacher. She told him we got to go. My parents made it from Acres Homes mm. to 1960 oh, oh, oh. in 10 minutes to my friend Tanya's house. They said, we're we going to your house and getting this boy out your house. What my, my mama said, my stepdad don't know what's going on. <laughs> He don't, he just, because that's just him. He just, whatever mama say do, he gonna have to do because that's his wife and vice versa with her. And they've been together for 22 years. Wait, no, I'm 33. So Jacoby is 23. So they've been together for 24 years. And, um, she's like, I just, whatever. So they pick, they come with me. We all in three different cars. My stepdad's in his Benz. My mama's in her expedition and I'm in my Lexus truck. We drive down the streets to my house park our cars i have the dogs in the car my stepdad is in the front my mama's in the middle i'm in the back we walk up these three flights of stairs and my stepdad is he don't know what's going on but he in the front he's like he walks in the house and he say hey i'm reverend blah 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 um i don't know you but you need to get up out my son's house you <laughs> need to leave Get out. And right down Stanley now. is like, what is going on? Because Stanley thought that I was just going down to my friend Tanya's house to tell her what's going on, but I didn't. I went down to Tanya's house to call my parents because I'm in a way right now. I don't know what else to fucking do. So Stanley is sitting here like, what the fuck is going on? I'm not going nowhere. My mama. Lord, my mama. She pulls out her knife and said, you getting the fuck out this house today, bitch. <laughs> and then Stan's like, I'm going to call the police. You pulled out a knife on me. And mom was like, well, call the police. You want to use one of our phones? I don't have a phone. One of their phones. Mm. And he was like, are you serious? My mom was like, yeah, I'm serious. You're going to get the fuck out of my son's house. You got to go. And uh, Stanley's like, I'm not going. He was like, he started to pack his stuff, but he's not packing his stuff. Mind you, my stepdad don't know what the fuck this is going on. So he's like putting one and two and three and four together. He's like, wait a minute. Jamie got a whole nigga living in here. 
what the fuck is going on? So then his mind clicked and he was like, oh my God, my son is gay. <sighs> and then I had to deal with that look of, I can't believe my son is gay, but I also had to deal with the look of, we need to get this nigga out your house because we need to get this nigga out your house. Mm-hmm. So Stanley, so me and my stepdad are packing Stanley stuff up and putting it downstairs. We oh like God, picking God. shit up and we taking it down three flights of stairs while mama's sitting in the house. Well, Stanley's on the phone and he not knowing that our mama is still in the house and he's like, he's telling his friends on the phone, oh, I ain't going nowhere. They tripping. They doing this, but I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying here. Mom was like, bitch, you getting the fuck out this house today. Like, I'm you- trying to figure out, though, like, what kind of friends do you have to have that you'd be like, yeah, I'm living here off of this nigga, and, you know, I don't work, and I don't pay no bills, and I don't contribute to the household at all, but it's my right to live here, even though we're not together no more. What kind of trash-ass friends do you have that would be like, that's right, nigga, you tell them bitches you right. ain't going nowhere. Man, that's how you get killed. Right. So my stepdad gets in my mom's truck. And puts all of Stanley stuff in the trunk. And he drops Stanley off somewhere. Which we find out later. That it was the apartment that Stanley got in my name. That he got evicted from. Which is the reason why I'm still in the same apartment. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. And um. Right. So they leave. And my mama she talks to me. And me and her cry a little. Well I cry. And she just tells me that she got my back. Because mama has my fucking back. And uh, they drop him off, and that's just it. That was the last time that I and Stanley were together like that. Even though we hadn't been, I want to say we had been broken up for probably six months because we broke. We'll talk about that another time. So, shit. I'm actually not crying, so I'm good. So, uh, Stanley calls me at work the whole next day. He, but he doesn't call me because remember I don't have a cell phone he calls the security desk at my job trying to get in touch with me for me to call him and I called my mom and she was like Jamie don't you call that nigga back fuck that bitch and da 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 he ain't worth it and you bet you call him I'm not talking to you ever again now now I know my mom would never not talk to me ever again but them words stung more than I'd rather have my mama than having this nigga in my life mm. so I didn't call him I didn't call him Ever again and we had been together for f- five years and I had like I had the whole like this is my boyfriend we have dogs together we really live together like it was a bunch of shit <clears throat> one of the things that I always thought about with that is it was more that outward appearance of stuff because at the end of the day you were in a relationship by yourself right and you know living together and having dogs together and all of that didn't mean shit didn't because mean a motherfucking here's thing. a nigga that you still like when i tell y'all chelshire had nothing nothing Nine because days. everything that he had was going to this nigga and this nigga was doing what not a fucking thing nothing for you nothing he wasn't doing nothing for himself. He was doing that absolutely too. nothing. Other than drugs. That's it. And we'll talk about that later, too. Um, but another thing, I was just listening, and I'm just like, <laughs> this show feels like such a yo-yo, because it's like, I'm going like, I don't talk to my mama, and we don't have no relationship, and you like, my mama is 
my my best friend. She's my number one prayer warrior. <laughs> she and really she is. Put on her 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 nice suit. She is a prayer come. warrior, but my mama is a fighter. She That's will what I'm whoop saying. your like, motherfucking you know, ass fucking with mama, me. You know she has a power. And my mama would do the same thing for this nigga across from me. Trust me, she was like, she was asking about you the other day. Everybody, my I think I kind of feel like mamas know because I've noticed like a lot of my friends' moms ask about me because mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like you know I think they just know yeah. it's not because not like I go around advertising. Yeah, I mean I don't talk to my mama, but and it's, even, she doesn't even know that story. But she I know, but yeah. that's what I'm saying because Nikki mama don't know either. But yeah. she asks, and you know, and I, I just feel like they just know yeah. something is off. Yeah, and they feel and it's just that that instinct like I need to to do something. Um. Yeah, that was <laughs> this episode is long and just crazy sorry, as hell. Y'all, but this is now. I feel kind of bad because I didn't have my story rehearsed. I was all over the place, but that was such a that was such a traumatic time in my life. Like mm-hmm. I was there. I feel like in these past what two years mm-hmm. is when I finally really have started to put myself back together and repair myself. Yeah. From all of that, um, but I think your story kind of highlights what I was saying. Like again, you are not alone. Even if it's not your mama, right? Y'all, you're not alone. Just reach out. Somebody will... because it was a point in time where I was ready to go. Like mm-hmm. I hated my entire life. And the thing about it is something else that I want to highlight from your story specifically, um, the way that users and abusers do because they you know he manipulated you into feeling like you didn't have nobody and to the point where and told me when everything was said and done he did that on purpose yeah because that's what they do that's textbook right you know like i didn't talk to nobody Mm -mm. like if you seen me i was you would when nobody saw me because i stayed at home Mm. because i was so fat and so ugly and so dirty and so everything but if you talk to me i was just like Hey, I'm good. Like that's how it was. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. Nobody could call me, so they didn't get to hear my voice. But they mm-hmm. only saw like text messages, and you know you can, you can tell the truth through a text message, and nobody know what's going on because it's a text message or email, and mm-hmm. that's how everybody could talk to me. That was the only way. Mm-hmm. Like it got to the point where Jeremy, my other best friend, was like, "I need to know what's going on." So he bought me a um, Wi-Fi, like a hotspot. Oh yeah, and that was the way that people could get in touch with me was through the hotspot. You had 10 gigabytes. That's it. Listen, it's <sighs> been, you know, we've been through some stuff, y'all. And I know a lot of people in this community, like, we we didn't even get the worst of it. Right. But, you know, it just goes to show you that you, you can live, you can survive through this stuff. Like, it, and it, it sucks that you have to go, go through, through stuff it. like this. Like, it's, you know, with me and my, you know, I... It took me a long time to just be like, you know, these are people that I felt like would have my back no matter what. And it's so funny because with my shit, like I never came and my mom came at me like that a couple of times, but I never admitted it. She would be like, you know, it's okay if you gay. But then my stepdad would be like, I ain't raising no faggots. I ain't raising no sissies. And, and, you know, just hearing him to this Mm -hmm. day, I cannot stand that F word. I don't yeah. like. We don't really use that. Like I, like I don't use it at all. Like that's not. That's you know, not. And I use. don't care if you, if you use do, it, but it's not just something that we say. Don't call me that, and yeah. I have my reasons. And you should respect that when people don't want to be called something. That's just like right. you know, if you 
going to a girl, like, oh, bitch this and bitch that, and she'd be like, please don't call me a bitch. Right. Like, just respect that. And don't be like, well, I call all my other friends out of women bitches. Well, Why fuck don't fuck your other friends, right. bitch. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, I, uh, it, it, I don't know. It just, <laughs> Let's just wrap it up. I will say, you know, it's just, you know, because I'm starting to just, it's just, think it's about just it. a it's, lot. It was a lot. It was a lot during that time. We both oh, made it, it through. Oh, it was even worse during that time. Right. We have both made it through both of those situations. We had each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful that I have the support system that I have. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get out of that without harming myself because there were times where I was just like I'm ready to go mm-hmm. I think it'd be better for everybody if I just wasn't here anymore and I've made it through all of that and I made it away from that person even though they still call me at least once a week and um I've grown I feel better about myself mm-hmm. I might have gotten sick and lost 50 pounds <laughs> at one point but I'm um, I'm I'm at a, I'm a whole different person. I would never go through that again. A with whole them. person. <laughs> I would never go through I that mean. again. Like like never. It ain't a person that can take me through the shit that Stanley took me through ever yes, again. Sir. And for me, you know, while I was going through that, being berated, I told myself then I said I will never, ever, ever let nobody talk to me like this. Right. Because I like remember, the only yeah. reason because that shit. Yeah. That they was those was fighting words, right? And the only reason and we, we didn't start, <laughs> right? The only reason we didn't start scrapping then is because, because I had enough respect for your parents that I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave. But I, I told and and people that have known me and been friends with me for a long, they know like every facet of my, I don't take no shit, right? Um, at work, I don't mm. take no shit. <laughs> I don't. I just don't right. because I'm like no. The president could not talk to me like that. I don't give a fuck who it is. The You're not talking can't even to me. Say hi to you, actually. Well, and this president. This president can't say shit. When I no. when I made this declaration, <laughs> we had a president that was not quite as bad. <laughs> actually, what this was 2000. And... It was probably under a bush. Yeah, I think we were still. We were under still bush. Under he still bush. wasn't. He but still he wasn't, wasn't talk to you that way though. No, but. Nobody. Nobody. President that I like, Barack Hussein Obama, could not talk to me like this. Right. Um, not that he would, because he, you know, yeah. you know so right. to this day, you know, and I had a long talk with my therapist about it, about, you know, he was like, you know, usually, you know, people say, you know, you need to forgive for yourself so you can move on. He was like, that's not going to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you, you're not wired that way. He was he was like, you are way too analytical to just like that's way too of an too much of an emotional thing for you to understand. And I was like, I understand the concept, but I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. Now, I do. Like I said earlier, I believe in getting yourself to a point where you accept what happened mm-hmm. and you're able to move on and let it go. But as far as forgiveness is earned, I don't give a fuck who it is. Forgiveness is earned, at least for me. You can disagree. You can feel however you want to feel about it. It's your life. This is mine. And if we get into an an issue, don't think that I'm going to forgive for myself so I can move on or no shit like that. Like, I will take a grudge to my motherfucking grave. Hmm. 
And if you want to have any kind of a semblance of a relationship with me, then you you need to earn my forgiveness if you've right. done me wrong. And I right. feel like I would do the same thing. Right. If I've done somebody wrong, then I need to earn their forgiveness in order to get back. So, this has been a very long, a very and long, tiring, and tiring, and draining, and, draining and emotional episode. But I think it was very, it's important for people to hear that this, uh, you know, everybody goes through something. Right. We, you never know what somebody has been through, and if you're going through it, right, you 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 can make it. You can. You it, can make it. I hate to say it like this, but it gets better. Right. Oh God. I, used I to hate, hate that. hearing that. Fucking gets better. Win. Right. Win. Win. <laughs> bitch. Win. Bitch. But it does. But it does. It does. It really does. It does. Even now, you know, I feel like I'm in a down, but you know, still, it, mm. it, it's better. So, with that being said, let's wrap it up because I'm hungry. Me too. <laughs> I want a water burger, hamburger. Mm. All right, guys. So. You can subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Music. As we've said before, please rate and comment and share. Share, 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 That's how we grow. If you have a gay side story or some wisdom, if you just have something that you want to say, if you want to just talk, if you need some advice, if you have a suggestion for a topic for the show, you can send those to us at GaySideStories at gmail.com gmail. or you can c- do the contact form on the Gay Side Stories website correct um, you can follow us on social media we have an Instagram and a Twitter it's mm-hmm. Gay Side Stories we have a Tumblr it's the, the Gay Side Stories dot Tumblr dot com and you can find us on Facebook. Make sure you like and share the page. Right. Um, go to GaySideStories.com for more information. Under the extras header, you can find a link to Bar Chillshire where you can see all of the drinks that we've been having. And there's a link to my Trill Minds blog. Right. Chillshire, where can they find you? They know it. Chillshire everywhere. See y'all there. That's it. Right. Same, Trillificent. <laughs> Email me, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Tumblr, Periscope, all of that shit. Well, I was about to say, Detail Shire. <laughs> At Tumblr.com. This plan is just Chillshire. It's just Chillshire. All right. Anything else? No, we good this week. We are all a whole hour and 30. We sure are. And we are not going to have shows this long, so yeah. don't get used to it. Right. <laughs> um, last thing I will say is, and I think it's fitting. For this show make sure and i think i've said it before make sure you protect your walls and i'm talking about all your walls your vaginal walls your anal walls penile walls and your residential walls and your mental walls right just protect protect, protect you you see how i had to change my walls after that boy left mm. walls <laughs> <laughs> like my apartment walls looks totally different since i'm still still in the same spot my yeah. apartment looks like a different place completely Anything else? That's it. All right. I think I'm done. Bye, y'all. Bye.